0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the seventh episode of the three-part podcast. I'm your host, Devin Wright. Today, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Mavericks and how they're operating in the season so far. And then we're going to take a deep dive in the Chicago Bulls' Laurie Marketing, his shooting woes, and how he turned it around. Before we go anywhere near those two topics, we got to start with Carmelo. Man, oh man, oh man. It's good to have him back in the league. He's uh, actually been acquired uh, a few days ago by the Trailblazers. And starting Wednesday, excuse me, starting Tuesday, he's been playing well. Now, if we're going to do a breakdown to his first game, we've we got to talk about his box score. He put up about 23 minutes in his first outing, shooting 4 for uh, four for 14. That's uh, 28% for you those at home who just can't do quick math uh, shot about two for three from the three-point line. That was pretty great, 60%. And that's really what you, uh, that's really where you want your bench guy shooting. And that's actually an exceptional shooting mark. Uh, he gave you about, looks like, 10 points with uh, five fouls, five turnovers, and a block, and a total of four rebounds. Uh, it was a solid outing. For a returning player, I'm not really mad at his uh, his output in the box score. He got some really good, solid shots, and it's not like he was chucking them up. He got some, like you know how Melo is. And then for those who don't even know how Melo is, he's a uh, he's an older type player. He's really had his uh, standing and his stardom around the early 2000s, late tens, and and just the way he plays is a low post scorer. I uh, really great uh, when it comes to the mid-range. He I must would say he could be he could be better and do better when it comes to his uh his perimeter output, but showing in that game and especially in yeah, especially the first one, he, he shot he shot it well, even in the second one. But uh, as far as his Overall game in the first one, he played well, like I said, got some nice, good-looking shots, put his head down, going to the rim. Uh, in the first half, he played phenomenal in the second half. It was really kind of dismal. He could have did better, but his, uh, his shots just just wasn't falling, and it just ended up with 10 points. Uh, minus 20 in the plus-minus, and when it comes to the plus-minus, you're going to really see a turnaround in his next game. Uh, In the next one, he got 29 minutes, shot 6 for 15 from the field, 3 for 5 from the three-pointer, which is still pretty good. I like the way he's shooting it from the perimeter. 18 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, and even more stellar play when it came to a second game. And It's looking like his spot is really, uh, I don't even want to say just accepted, but the role that he has uh, gained and is stuck with, he's playing really good basketball coming off the bench. now excuse me, not even coming off the bench. He started in this game. both games he started. excuse me, jeez, uh yeah, just starting, giving you 18 points and off of the field goal that he shot, especially in the second game, really phenomenal. and it looks like he can be a great piece for this team. Dame wasn't here for either of those two games. When Carl L. Anthony has been playing, should be back around tomorrow. or No, he should be back Saturday when they're playing the uh, Cavaliers. But When it comes to his output in both games, uh, it, it was what to be expected in the first one and the second game. Really excited to, uh, that he played well. Some positives, he started for the team in both games, which is really well. Uh, just to repeat myself, uh, he shot the three ball well. and He's not really known to uh, he's not really known to be a perimeter type of player, but he's really knocking him down, and it's really good to see. Uh, in the first game, he was kind of okay on the boards. Total rebounds was four, but even yeah, the second game it really just exploded with seven rebounds. And wow, that's just some output. Like I said, I'm just repeating myself, but you know, I'm just really stuck that he's not even stuck. I'm I'm, I'm glad he's playing as well. He's really showing the NBA that he still belongs here, he can still play at a high level. Showing me executives and the fans, yeah, that he can still play. Some negatives that you really want to consider: turnovers, uh, especially in the first one of five. You got to really uh, just get on top of those. Uh, when it came to his uh, defense, it was what it was exactly what you would expect. He's not going to play uh, MVP type of level defense. He's not going to play All NBA type of defense. He's just kind of just a body on the floor. Not really expecting him to contest shots or running to go get the block, but uh, like I said, every, every every player can improve on something, and defense is something that he should really not necessarily put to the full pr- bring to the full front, but he should just have that in the back of his mind. Uh, and even uh, when it came to the first game, just wasn't really knocking down shots. Shot fourteen only made four twenty eight percent. You gotta do better when it came to that. And it's not like he was taking wild shots. He was taking, you know, Carmelo shots back to the basket, doing a little turnaround. Even when it came uh to taking it to the basket, put his head down. Most of uh they just when it came to his shooting, it just didn't knock down the first game. But hey, I'm just glad he just turned it around in a second. And speaking of the turnaround, we got to talk about the output for the Dallas Mavericks. Now, when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks, uh, they're on a win streak. Uh, They won their last three out of five. And as their record standing, they're nine and five. And when it came to Dallas... I did not have. I did not see him being this high when it comes to standings, uh, ladies and gentlemen. When it came, when we just going into the season, I already knew one or two teams were either going to drop or just completely just drop out of the standings when it came to playoff rankings. Now we knew for a fact. well, I'm not going to say especially me, but just it was a general assumption that OKC was going to be completely dropped with the uh, alleviation of Russell Westbrook. And when it came, actually Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And when it came to Golden State, we knew they were going to take a toll. and it was going to take a drop just because of the loss of Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. But I, I don't think I would have called this at all. And, I, and it, in fact, I put out my uh, Western Conference predictions, and I had that had Dallas completely wrong. But it, it we're still only a season. But I got to give them props where their props are due. And they're fifth in the Western Conference. Certainly, way higher than I had them. I had them hanging around eleven or thirteen when it came to the Western Conference. Just because that the West the West Coast is considerably. They have a harder. I want to say a harder schedule. Yeah, they have a harder schedule, and when it comes to competition in the West, they have a. I have a higher tier than when it comes to the Eastern Conference. So with that in mind, yes, they're a young team with the addition of Porzingis and uh, Free Agency. I mean, I, I, I just saw them being a fun team to watch, but just not being a team. that You can see them in playoff contention. But they, but they have really and truly showed me that I was totally wrong. They're top 10 in points per game, top 3 in rebounds per game. They're on the lower side when it comes to three points and steals. But when I when I say when points and differentials come in, there's something that that team has and that needs to be looked at. You can even look at the last game they had. That was Wednesday. They were facing Golden State coming in. Uh, Golden State had D'Angelo. No, they didn't have D'Angelo Russell. They had... They didn't even have any other players that game. All of their key, marquee, star players are injured. All right. Draymond didn't play. D'Angelo Russell wasn't even dressed. You got to look at the injury list. Clay's out. Stephen Curry's out. It's just a, it's just an entirely different team than what it was last year. And the box score... Really and truly showed that ending the ending result of that game, and stay with me, was a hundred and forty-two to ninety-four, hundred and ninety. Oh no, excuse me, a hundred and forty-two to ninety-four. That differential is crazy, and you have to really just thank your star player. When it comes to Luka Doncic, all right? Now he played he played his mind out in that game. He had about 35 points, 11 assists and 10 rebounds. Shot the three-point ball amazingly with 60%. Even his field goal was around 60. 25 per game, 25 minutes in that game, and you can fact check me if you're wrong, but I'm pretty sure I have my information. Correct and in front of me But that was the quickest triple-double In NBA history In 20, 26 points His plus-minus was crazy His whole team's plus-minus was crazy But he had the leading plus-minus In 45 And that means ah, it was, He was making his shots He was getting his teammates open grabbing re- He did it all It was a solid all-around game And you can even look and his averages, and it's just more than that Golden State game. It's it's throughout his, his entire season and this 2019-20 season. He played 13 games so far, 29 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and 9 assists. He is, he is so close to a triple-double, he can taste it. Scoring high, finishing strong, and when he has more space, especially in this season, To work with, he's even more deadly. Let's look at the additions. Kristaps Porzingis and Seth Curry. Not Steph. Not Golden State Steph. No. Seth Curry. And those are some weapons that he can throw to. You can look at Porzingis. The unicorn. About 7 foot. He he has an all around game. He can shoot the 3. At a, at a at a large clip, and he can go in inside and bully you down and do the little little hug shot. You can look at Steph and Curry. I'm gonna mess his name up. Stephen Curry. He's been kind of dismal early in this season, but when it came to their win streak, he has played well. He has shot the ball like like they had him. When he shot the ball extremely well, he was playing like the way they wanted to acquire him. They got him for. Space in the floor. They got him so he can shoot the three, and got him to to take the heavy load and the double teams off of Luca. So that way, when they double him, when they double Luca, you can kick it out to Steph. Or when they double Seth, they gonna kick it out to Porzingis. You got a little triangle of solid players, and it's really showing in the win column, and it's really showing when it comes to plus minus, and it's really showing when it comes to win total. And not for nothing, it's not like they didn't have any uh, marquee matchups so far in the NBA season. You can look at the Lakers game. They won that one. You can look at the Denver game. And they won that one. He had a triple-double versus the Los Angeles Lakers. They played amazingly well with that top-seeded team in Denver, and just when it comes to that core over in Dallas territory, they're making some noise. But it's not just their star player in Luca; it's it's that whole team they built around him. And we didn't even, we didn't even get anywhere close when it came to the bench, uh, Boban. Uh, he, he didn't really play solid. but There's a, there's a name I'm looking for, and, and I can't find it. But I'm pretty sure it's Jalen Bruce, and he played well. Ma- Maxie Keebler, he's playing solid. Courtney Lee, I mean, they just have him to spread the floor. And when it comes to their play and their chemistry, it's trans, uh, transitioning over to the win totals, and it's really good to see. When it comes to uh, their playoff spot, or even if the question is playoffs, because it's still relatively early in the season, I would I would have to backtrack. I would say, hey, man, you, you got to put him in there. Luke is, Luke is playing well, almost averaging a triple with 30 points. Some might put him in the MVP caliber. I mean, I, some, some people might put him as an MVP type of a caliber player. He's some I, mean, I already have him in the way too early MVP conversation. As long as he can keep this play up and it translates to the end of March, I'm pretty sure you can you can have them written in there. I was Ah man, ah the the West is so the West is so stacked, I probably still have him around 6 5 or 6, maybe 7. But if they keep this stellar play up, man, hey, who, who knows? I'm telling you, this is this has been said and regurgitated and repeated over and over again but this is an NBA season that like a lot of people are excited for because so many teams are coming out and showing that they can hang, so many teams are showing that they still think they have a shot and going for the chip. It's it's fun it's fun basketball to watch and I'm just letting you know I'm here for it. And speaking of things I'm here for, which are my Chicago Bulls. We got, we got to do a deep dive in Laurie Marketing. Now, Laurie Marketing is on his third year as an NBA professional. He's at the power forward, plays some for minutes at the center. And when it came to this season, he started it off well. He started it off well. You can look at that. Um, Hornets game where he scored 35 points and had 15 rebounds you would think that after having a rebounding and scoring off ah, now nah, I had that I had that messed up let me backtrack after having that amazing scoring night and being a tear on the rebounds you would think that's a solid foundation for a season but after that game he has played completely dismal after the stretch where he shot horribly, they went on a stretch where they played one. They had they won one, one game and lost four. He shot around 29% overall and shot 19% from the three. Now, when they acquired him, he was on the draft board saying he shoots the three prolifically. Even in his first two seasons, he shot the three prolifically. And when it came... I don't know what it is. Some might say it's injury. Some might say it's just uh, something looming over his head. But if you've watched basketball long enough, you would understand and you could see these shooting slumps just kind of just being overbearing to him. He's had one of the worst shooting slumps of his career in his first 14 games. It's uh. his career average is 42, but that's it's, it's taking a dip just because off of this horrible start. And it's not like the Bulls have been trying to get him going. You could look at um, Monday's loss to Milwaukee. He missed all four of his three-pointers in that game. And it's not like they were contested. No, they were wide open. Like, like wide open. Wide open as a country road at 2 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's driving, man. It's just you, it's the moonlight, and the trees surrounding you. Just wide open. And it's not just the wide open threes that's concerning. You can even look when it comes to him finishing around the rim or even just getting set up in the post. And he's not really recognizing mismatches when it came uh, earlier in the season. He wasn't really recognizing that... uh, he can take the ball to the basket, and even when he did, he didn't finish. He couldn't He couldn't do those nice dribble hard, do a little fade away into a jumper. He couldn't do the spin around, lay up. He couldn't do any of it, and it was really, um, really hard to watch, and it was it seemed that his shooting was really affecting his overall game. And just assuming that he's healthy and he can just shoot his way out of it because that's that's how you really take care of these shooting slumps. You don't just put your head down and just stay in in the little pocket when it came to the corner three. No, you just got to keep shooting because confidence is a funny thing for everybody, even for athletes, all right? And the best thing he can do is just stay aggressive and just look for more shooting opportunities. When it came when it comes to even shooting threes, or even just getting a quick, uh, a quick pump fake, just getting a foul, and just getting your points over at the free throw line. Um, one thing, you uh, just just watching all these games, because like I said, I am a big big Chicago Bull fan. If you haven't already known, hey ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, I'm a big Chicago Bull fan. Just watching all the games that he's played, he hasn't played really physical. I wouldn't say he'd be playing real slow. There was reports that he had a strain oblique, but coach said that he was working his way through it and felt that his his injury wasn't really physical. Now, just watching his this little fourteen game slump, I would really it's really uh and it's really I would I would look back to twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen when it comes to one of the Greatest shooters, I would say, in this decade, and that's not really blasphemous for me to say, is Clay Thompson. You can look back at him in 2017 and 18, where he was having a shooting slump and career lows. And when it came to the question of confidence, it wasn't, oh, are you getting, are you getting, are you in your own head? Uh, what things do you do to work in your conference? He just said he didn't care. Uh, at the time, in 2017, they were uh, it was the playoffs, and they were a first seed. And they're asking him, uh, "What are you doing to get get out of your own head? What are you doing to fix and correct the shooting slump?" His shooting slump, and he said, "Well, are we in the first place." Well, the question, my answer was, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, I don't care. Then you just shoot out of it." Uh, here, here's a good quote: uh, "Just be aggressive. Don't settle. Don't settle for good shots, but hunt down great ones. Take try to take the quick few. Uh, try to take." No, excuse me. Try to get a few quick ones early. That always helps. And just play hard and and I'll be fine. Uh, And just another one, which is another good one. When uh, in 2018, where it was around around December, I I believe, he was shooting another career low. And this is what he had to say. He said, I'd rather have them fall during playoff time than December. Just because he had a few bad games in a row doesn't mean... He's worried about shooting the ball. He said he's one of the best uh, shooters to ever play. He doesn't really care about what people say. So even when it came to him just shooting horribly in that 2018 uh, December season, he, he still had the confidence for it. He's not going to let people's words just get to him. Just If you're a shooter, bro, just keep shooting. That's that's the biggest takeaway that Laurie can even just – look when it comes to advice you just keep shooting it and I'm no NBA professional by any means but when it comes to advice I, I'm saying this is some great advice just play hard it'll be fine and even though it's kind of a day late Larry Markin it really just went off when it came to his outing in Detroit play 20 27 29 minutes Shot the field goal seven for fourteen. That's fifty percent. Who can't do quick math at home? Shot three for four from the three pointer. That's what I like to see. He grabbed about six rebounds and had a total of twenty four points, plus minus fifteen. That's something. It's just watching that game. It felt like he was breaking, finally breaking out of that shooting slump. And I'm glad he's turned it around. And it's something I really want to see continue when it comes to the rest of the season. Maybe this will be the pinnacle, and be the foundation that we kind of looked at Charlotte when he dropped thirty-five and fifteen. Hopefully, this game will be his foundation, and we can just grow from here. Bulls are about one point five games out of the just the one through eight slot, and if he keeps his play up we'll get out of it man there's these these couple there's these couple of games coming up Uh, by by the time this episode is dropping facing Miami today tomorrow they should have they should be playing I'm pretty sure I'm not sure if it's the Cavaliers or not they play again Sunday no they play again Monday and then they play Wednesday with Golden State so if they just keep this stellar play up when it came to this Detroit this Detroit game, they should be completely fine. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of the three-part podcast. Make sure you follow me on all social medias. I'm on all streaming platforms. And I will see you in the next one.